powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. Welcome back, Gold Nation. It's so good to be back. It is September. My name is Anthony James, and I'm joined today, of course, with my co-host, Stephanie Flood. Say hello. Hello, Gold Nation. I am so looking forward to today's topic and listening to our incredible guest. Ah, what a great word, listening. Today, we want to encourage everybody on the episode to listen closely. We have a very special guest. Her name is Ona Malosky, and she is a real estate trainer and coach. She was born and raised in Reno, Nevada, and she is here today to share a very important message on the importance of listening. So Ona, how are you today? I'm awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, how are we doing, Gold Nation? It is game on. It's going to be a wild ride today. I can't wait. Yeah, Thanks for I, having me. Super excited to have you here today, Ona, and for you to share with our audience. And so what, I, what I'd love for you to do very quickly is to just you know kind of give the audience a little background. You've got an interesting journey that has brought you to this point in your professional career where you're focused on helping folks become better listeners and better communicators to have like that glue that just holds relationships together. So, you know, did you just wake up one day and say, Hey, I want to talk about listening as a topic on podcasts, or was there a path that kind of led you here? You know, it's definitely a path. And you know, as you mentioned, Anthony, I'm, I'm born and raised here in Reno, Nevada. And it, it really started as a kid. And I, I just encourage everybody as you're listening today, take some notes about things that you've done in your past jobs you've had, experiences you've had, and kind of jot down the things you loved about those jobs or about those experiences. And we'll kind of wrap that in as we get going today. But for me, it, honestly, it was, you know, growing up in Reno, my dad was a DJ um, and played the drums. And so like as a young kid, I, re I just remember being like seven years old and, and he had taught, you know, my sister and I how to take messages, like how to take these phone calls when we were kids because he had a business to run, right? He had to book gigs on the weekends. And, and so I just remember taking these phone calls and learning how to um, ask, you know, what the phone number was and what the contact information was of the client and who referred them. And just as a little seven-year-old taking these notes on a little lined piece of paper and being so proud, you know, to show my dad at the end of the day, like, hey, dad, these are the, you know, these are the clients we took in today and, and they're looking forward to your callback. So I just was preparing expectation even back as, as a young kid. And so these are the things that I know groomed me uh, looking back. Um, and so even then, I just grew this love of people and love to learn about them. I would take little notes, you know, as they were talking about what they needed for their their, their DJ gig and passing those along to my dad. Um, and, and basically throughout my, my young uh, career as a, as a young kid, I, I had the love of theater. And so I actually went on to college in New York and studied uh, at a performing arts school. And so very grateful for that experience and, and what it taught me is, is to telling stories and, 
building, you know, people and learning why we say what we say and, and how we say it and that words matter and that listening to somebody else really matters. So that's really kind of what kicked me off into this whole realm of, of relationships and listening and, and wanting to, to grow other people, build them up. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I, I recently read something that said listening is the raw material of empowering conversations. I thought that was such a powerful kind of quote and setup, you know, for our chat today as we talk about this incredible skill of listening and how it becomes the glue to a relationship. And so before we kind of get into all the great content that I know you have for our audience today, I'd love for you to talk to us about this word, listen and the letters that are in the word and how you can kind of get creative and get some different perspectives on that word. Absolutely. So, so if we write down the word listen, right, on a piece of paper and we scramble it up, it actually also spells the word silent. And so, you know, um, if we're silent, then we're truly listening. We're listening with most likely all of our senses. And sometimes we not, we're not sure how we're doing that unless we're really mindful. But when we are silent completely and still, we're in the, the best place to be absorbing and really sponging up information around us and, and with other people. And the other thing, if you scramble it up one more time, it also spells the word enlist. And the word enlist means to engage emotionally. And really what that means is, you know, it's, it's being able to be with people in an engaged way emotionally, but that, but not from a place of loudness or from a place of having to, to have expectation. And I think often we're running conversations with us with an expectation instead of being completely and totally present. And so that's kind of what will kick off a little bit of what we have going on today. See what I did there? So I was silent for a minute because I was listening. I really, that really resonates with me though, the enlist part of, of what you said, because I feel like so often in a conversation, the listener, rather than listening and just digesting what is being said is so focused on, yeah, but what am I going to say next? And, and that enlist really forces you to think and engage and just listen and not worry about your side of the conversation that that is just really powerful to me. I really like that perspective on listening. Um, Thank you, Stephanie. You know, you actually mentioned something there that, that I wanted to kind of touch on. And it's actually um, when you said uh, formulating a response, you know, like when we're, when someone else is talking and, and we're listening, but we're also kind of formulating our response on what we're going to say. And there's an acronym for that. It's basically uh, S, A-R, the word far, so formulating a response. And it's where we feel like we're being really clever and intelligent and smart, you know, because we've thought of what we're going to say and we're just ready to deliver that. And so, like, the minute they put the, the period on their sentence, we're just ready to get in the game and ready to start, you know, hey, this and that, this, and come right after, right after what they said and instead of really just letting it kind of simmer for a minute. And, and if we catch, there's like this voice that happens, right? If we can catch ourselves hearing that voice and the voice is when someone's talking to us and all of a sudden it starts saying like, oh yeah, I went to that place too. 
oh yeah, I I also yeah, oh and it's like this little interrupting voice, and it's just in our head at the moment, but it's actually prepping us to kind of want to do that. And the thing is, you know, about our chat today, I just want everyone to know they're not doing anything right or wrong by listening in whatever way they are. We have to understand that we're all human and we all do this. I do this every day. I still do all this stuff, right? And the cool thing about it is we can just be more mindful. We can just be more understanding of ourselves and others and have some grace. But we can also do the work. We can say, hey, in this moment, I'm listening and I'm not going to say my response. I'm going to just wait my turn. And there's a couple things I just want to share briefly. There's actually two things that happen, which is pretty cool. When, when we're able to be mindful and not formulate our response. And the first thing that happens is we actually feel better about ourselves. And we're, we're practicing self-discipline, which can sometimes even be a hard thing to understand that that's really what we're doing. You know, if we're able to really quiet that and just practice not responding, uh, we're, we're creating this, this self-discipline muscle. And every time we practice that, our self-esteem rises. And in turn, the second thing that happens is the person who's listen, who, who we're actually listening to, they feel better about them, themselves as well. And so their self-esteem will rise. And by the end of the conversation, they're going to walk away going, wow, like I love... I love Stephanie. Like she just always listens to me. I always feel heard by her. You know, I feel like she really cares about me. And it it starts with those those mindful ways of listening. The the mindful portion of that is really significant to me. It it sounds so similar to the way that we look at at times meditation or or prayer and being focused and being in that moment. And not thinking about the next moment, but rather just being in that moment and being there for that other person. That- Most definitely. And it, absolutely. And, you know, there's, uh, there's another little, uh, little story here I want to share, which is uh, one of my favorite ones about, about what we're going to talk about today. And, and it's in the, the sense that we all kind of want to tell our story. And what I mean by that is we find ourselves, you know, chatting with, with people, whatever, it could be clients, it could be friends, family, you're just, you're just in, engaged in conversation. And somebody starts talking about, oh, well, you know, we actually just took this trip and we, we went to Hawaii and it was amazing. And, you know, the kids were out surfing and, you know, they're just like into it, right? They're giving you all the details. And even though you've been to Hawaii, you probably, you've even been to the same place they're talking about. You've been to the same island, right? Maybe you even did some of the same things. It's in the it's in the pause that we want to say, oh, yeah, I did that too. And when we went, we actually did this and that and this. And all of a sudden now we've taken the spotlight off of them and their heart sharing with us something really cool and important that they're, like, really excited to talk about. And if we just take over and start chiming in, it it. It does like the exact opposite thing that we want to do. We want to connect with people. We really want them to feel that we care and that we hear them. But when we, we, we almost disengage at that moment when we take over the spotlight. And there's a time and place for it. And I know that we'll kind of dig into that as we get going today too. But just for this one moment, it's thinking about the next time you are talking with someone that 
they're sharing something important to, to just, when you hear the voice of, oh yeah, and me and this, just breathe, just breathe through it and just don't do it. Don't tell your story this time and just kind of see how that feels and see also what all the person shares with you, right? See how many cool things you can learn about that person or, or really get all the details from their trip. And, um, just magic things will happen. So Ona, you know, when we talk about Gold Nation, <clears throat> excuse me, and the the agents that call Gold Nation home, we are focused on relationships, right? Our agents are focused on relationships. They're serving the consumer at the highest level and they're building, you know, great relationships that help in their business life, right? So when we talk about relationships and communication and, you know, this skill of listening, I heard you once say, you know, that the quality of our life is determined by our quality of relationships. Can you kind of touch on that for our audience today and what you meant by that? Most definitely. You know, it's kind of one of those reflection pieces. You know, wherever you are at in your life right now, it's a great time to throw a journal together. Just whatever note, note page you're taking notes on right now, just make a little note right now that says, you know, journal. Uh, what my what my relationships were like as a kid, my friendships, you know, and, and where am I at today? Who's in my life today? Who are the friends that I spend time with today? Uh, what are the family, you know, the family members that I make time for? And these are just little kind of thought joggers, but, but in, in really, Anthony, it's a lot is, is shared in that one statement of how, how am I spending my time and who am I spending it with? And what is the quality of that time? And, and if we, you know, we're with our children, it's like when you're with your kids and you get home from work, right. And they're like, Hey mom, Hey dad, or, you know, and they're, they're so excited to see you. And if we bring in the day with us that we just had good or bad or otherwise, they, they are going to, we're going to miss half of what they're trying to tell us. And it, there's something powerful in being able to kind of keep the phone in your purse, keep the phone in your pocket. And really look your kids in the eye, sit down with them, you know, and, and just let them tell the story. Even if it's the same story they told 60 times or 60,000 times, right? My little godson is super excited about Godzilla right now. And he's like on and on and just loves it and wants to talk all about it and King Kong. And, you know, if I just sit with him and I just put my hand on his shoulder and I'm like, hey, Taylor, like what's going on today? And what did King Kong do? And just give him the five minutes. It's the relationship grows so strong. And he just feels so happy, right? And we can just empower people so big if we just listen to them. And I get emotional because I know, I know if you can do this just a little bit in your day, your life will change. Everything will change. And you'll have the most deepest connection and you, you won't even know like how you did it. It'll just be because you embodied the word and what it means to listen. Thanks for letting me be vulnerable, guys. I appreciate you. Gold Nation. I love it. And and we really appreciate your being vulnerable and your sharing your perspective and, and very clearly things about which you are very passionate and that can change lives. And, and I'm honored that, that you're sharing this with us today and with all of our listeners, because we're learning. I must say, you told us at the beginning to make sure that we were ready to take notes and take some notes. 
I have my pen here. I am taking notes. I am listening and learning a lot. So this is great so far. Absolutely. I must say the, uh, the true test of listening though, and focusing is when you know that you're going to ask someone a question immediately after that and trying to listen and not think of the question. It's, it's a right. challenge, but I, I am actually practicing as we're sitting here really working through it and just focusing on the impact of what you're sharing with everybody and how it sounds so simple, right? It's just so easy. Like, oh yes, all I have to do is just listen and pay attention and, and not interrupt. And yet when we try to practice that, of course, it's not that easy, uh, absolutely. And as you suggested, just breathing through that, what other advice would you give to somebody who really wants to, to listen and really wants to, to take this on and really grow? What, what kind of steps can they take to do that? Because I really want to learn, and, and this is important for us to figure out better ways to listen to our families, to our clients, to friends, to people with whom we come in contact. Most, most definitely. And, you know, like you mentioned, breathing is a really great um, skill and technique. And so if, if that's the only thing you remember, that would be amazing because that will allow your heart to be connected and whatever you're going to say next is going to be the right thing. If we breathe and we center, whatever the next question is, will come out or the next statement or, or nothing. And we'll allow it to really kind of sink in. So breathing is the first skill that I would recommend practicing when we are in conversation and we feel like we want to jump in, breathe. But also, you know, if, if we want to be interesting, right, we need to be interested. And You've probably heard that before, but what that really means is, you know, if we have an opportunity to be taking notes of, of the person who is sharing, and that would be like if you are with a client um, and you're sitting down a buyer consult or, you know, you're in a uh, showing a home and you have your notebook with you. Um, I encourage people to have a notebook. I have a notebook at all times with a pen because I always feel like early on, I had someone say to me, hey, do you mind if I take some notes as you're talking? And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, of course. You know, I just I, like, no matter what they wrote down, I just felt like honored that they did that. So I've incorporated that into a lot of my, my, you know, working with clients or, or teaching. And so have a notebook, have a pen and ask, you know, would you mind if I take some notes on what you're sharing? I, I think it's really valuable information. I'd love to take some notes. And you just ask permission. That's another really nice, nice thing to do. And it's kind of an honoring. So do you mind if I take some notes? And as you're taking notes, you're writing those things down, you know, oh, you know, they're sharing about their kids. Joey, you know, loves karate. So we're really, you know, we're really kind of all, all in on karate. He's got his, you know, gi and really excited about Saturday. They have their first, you know, their first, um, guys, first class, you know, they get excited about that. And you want to write down Joey, right? Karate first class on Saturday, these little notes that you're going to take. And so you're, you're listening and you're recording. And then that way you can go back to it and then use it later in a thank you card or in, hey, how did jo you can send a text. How did Joey's, you know, morning go at karate with a little, you know, ninja emoji or like, you know, a little something that just makes it fun and engaging. And that if you do that, they feel heard. Right. It's about it's us doing something that gives us satisfaction because we learned about our clients. So we feel like we can get closer to them to help them get wherever they're going. But in addition this client on the other receiving end 
feels wow like they remember that was that's really cool and they want to share more and tell you more and oh we did this and that and so having having a notebook and uh also asking more questions if ever in doubt ask more questions we we feel like we need to like fill up the space to to have something again clever or smart or intelligent to offer and value add but it, what if we just learned how to ask really good questions and then again listen to the answer um there's a really great book actually it's called um power there it's power questions to build clients for life power questions to build clients for life and it's by andrew sobel i think it's a really cool quick read um really great questions and of course you can look up anything that that involves a book of questions uh to ask clients you can kind of do your own research but i love that one and it just gives you a couple tidbits that you can start practicing and then of course you put them in your tool belt and now as you're out there in your days and you're meeting with clients and you're engaging with friends and whatnot if, if there's ever a lull or a little bit of silence you you kind of pull out those couple questions that you know are going to lead you to some great answers and you're going to get to know them better so those are a couple things i would work on breathing a notebook to be able to take notes ask permission and then really study questions and learn great questions to ask in certain situations, whether it's client-based or friendship-based. All right, Ona, those were some really good tips on what we should be doing or could be considering to develop this skill around listening. But let's let's look at the other side. What should we not be doing? You mentioned the FAR problem, right? Formulating a response while one person is talking. But what are some other things that we should be aware of that we shouldn't be doing when we're trying to exercise this skill? So there's a there's a few there's a few of them. Um, one one of them is called uh, sentencing. So basically, finishing other people's sentences, right? Again, just nobody really wants you to finish their sentence. They're the one talking and they're the one sharing. So hold on to that urge to want to finish someone's sentence. Um, and that's pretty, pretty straightforward. There's, uh, there's also this, like, um, wanting to solve, wanting to fix. I call it the Mr. or Mrs. Fix it. And it's, it's where, you know, our, our spouse, right. We come home from, from work, our spouse, you know, we're, we're at home and they come home from, from work too. And, you know, we're, we're chatting and it's like, Hey, how was your day? And they're, you know, they start going in with, well, we had a, I had a tough day, you know, this happened at the office and I'm just not sure I had to have a meeting with upper management and I, I'm not too sure how to handle this, this or that. And so you can kind of sense that they're stressed and they've got some stuff going on. Right. And immediately we're, we're like, Oh, well, did you, did you try this or did you set up an appointment with this person at the office to see how you could remedy that? We, we all of a sudden come with all these solutions and often we're not looking for a solution from our spouse or, or when we're frustrated and we're sharing and we're venting, we're really not looking for someone to give us like a list of solutions at that moment. And so one thing we can do to, to help that the minute you feel that happening at home where either you're the one sharing, you have the tough day and you're sharing or vice versa. The minute that your, your spouse shares their workday with you and you all, you, you're just not sure what you need to do at that time. The, the best thing you could ask is, Hey babe, or Hey honey, right? Whatever you say. <laughs> but it's, Hey, I, I hear what you're, you're, you're saying. And you know, I want to be a good, I want to be a good listener for you. 
are you are you sharing this with me because you just want to get it off your chest? You just want to kind of let me know all the things about it and you're just really not looking for any guidance or, or thoughts? Or did you want my opinion? Did you want my, my feedback? And and here's the other the other key is whatever they say, we have to be okay with it. If they're like, yeah, babe, please, please don't give me any, any solutions. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. I just want to tell you and that's it. We, we have to honor that. We have to practice honoring that. So um, that's one thing we can be doing to, to kind of help, help when it comes to the Mr. or Mrs. Fix-It situation. Uh, there's another one that comes to mind. It's, uh, it's like, oh, don't worry. You know, we, we want to all of a sudden comfort somebody when they're, when they're having a, a, a challenge. And, uh, oh, don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Don't, oh, no, no, no problem. It's going to be okay. And, well, they, again, they feel shut down. That person feels shut down. That, that would not be listening. And so the way we can turn that around is if someone's sharing it, not that we have to have our sympathy, you know, going on. It's more empathy. We're not going to, like, dive into their problem and then be sitting side by side way in the depths of their problem because then we've really taken ourselves out of our own day. Right. And now we're like way invested in their, their challenge. But instead of diving into that, you're just going to, you're going to have empathy and be able to say, I hear you. I hear you. That's, that's gotta be difficult. I can, I can see how that would be really, really hard. You know, I'm so sorry to hear that. And again, silence and breathing and just let it, let it be. But right away wanting to tell them, Oh, don't worry about it. It'll work out. It'll be okay. That, that's not really the, the best thing for them to hear and it doesn't make them feel good. And if we're trying to build relationships, we want to do things that are going to help people feel, feel good when they're around us. Those, those are, are the couple things that come to mind. Yeah. Those really resonate because I'm sure the way that I'm feeling and thinking of situations where, Oh yeah, done that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Done that. Yep. That one too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, exactly. Right, right? Because I'm, right? I'm remembering the reactions, right, of the person with whom I was speaking. And it's exactly what you said. So I think we're probably all guilty of those at one time or another, or, you know, like some of us over here, multiple times of some of those and haven't quite learned yet. And, and just having it brought out like that, where I can see that and think back and realize, yeah, that would be a much better way to handle it. I, I appreciate hearing that. I'm definitely learning today some better things that I can do. And I'm sure that, that our listeners are as well. But what's interesting though, so one of the scenarios that you brought up there is you know, going home to your significant other and the, the person, you know, whatever gender is trying to, to solve the problem for you, right? It's such a thing that we yeah. hear about that's somewhat stereotypical. But I'm curious, sure. when we look at, at genders, do we see different communication patterns, different ways of listening or not listening or trying to solve things within different genders or does that kind of cross all lines? No, I think there's some value there for sure. And I think that, you know, everyone of course is, is entirely different and everybody's in a different, a different journey as far as maybe, you know, different work they've done on themselves, right? Some of us have been to different classes and we've kind of incorporated different things that, that we practice daily or at least we, we have kind of these, these skills that we're, we've put into place. And so I think different genders, um, you know, we, we're, all, we're all just kind of on this journey. And so it really depends on what study you've done personally. 
but I, I do think that oftentimes, you know, um, a man does want to fix things. He wants to help his, his wife. He wants to help his, you know, partner. He wants to, you know, take away that pain or that frustration or, or that, that feeling that they're having. And so ultimately it's kind of, um, an, an instinct to want to do that. And, and so that's why asking that question is so powerful. Like, how can I be a, the best listener for you right now? What, what do you need me to be for you right now? And sometimes it's like, can you just hold me? I just need to cry, right? I'm just sad. I just had a hard day. I'm just sad. There's nothing we can do about it. Just give me a hug, you know? Or I, I just let me take a bath. I just want to go take a bath. Can you take care of the kids for a half an hour? And I just need a half an hour. And if, if we were like, okay, if we knew that that's what they needed, we'd probably do it. But instead, we do other stuff because we think we're helping. And then now, and a half an hour later, now we're actually in an argument about nothing <laughs> because we just didn't, like, communicate well after the day's work. And so then now in a half an hour, we're more irritated instead of partnering and working together. And I think women on that flip side, uh, Stephanie, you know, I think we're nurturers by nature a lot of the time. Um, and so we... We tend to be comforting, but we we sometimes overdo it, and we don't just let it be. I mean, sometimes it's just there's nothing to be done. We just we just need to let it be, and let them have have their moment. Talk about talk it out. You know, let them go tinker in the garage for a bit, or if they want to take a bath, like whatever, take their shower, chill down. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own ways of, of chilling down and having a minute. Um, I think it's respecting that that time that that other person needs, and and really honoring them and doing what, what they asked us to do. You know, Ona, as a, as a salesperson, I can't help but to reflect back on my early sales training where I was taught to, you know, mirror and match my prospect, right? Like if they love yes. chocolate, I love chocolate, right? <laughs> um, and I'm taught <laughs> totally. to like, you know, go at their pace and like the things and find that common ground, right? So that you can really connect with the prospect. Okay. So sure. You know, as I listen to you sharing on, you know, hey, like you don't always have to share your story when someone else is sharing a story. I, I get that. That makes total sense. But, you know, how do you help the salesperson that's maybe taught to, you know, also try to connect because sharing that story of common ground is going to build that bridge with the prospect and help you get the deal, right? So at what point Absolutely. is it okay yeah. for me to share my story? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, I love that. I love that, Anthony. So great question. Um, so there's a few different things. I think there's an ebb and flow to a conversation most of the time. If we find ourselves um, listening to somebody sharing, then a lot of the time the, the other person will ask us a, us a question or they'll even say, have you ever done that before? Or, you know, they'll, they'll actually ask for our input at that point. And then we want to be, of course, then we're going to kind of engage. And we're going to say, absolutely. Like, I actually did that. And we were in Boston when we had a chance to do that thing. And it was really powerful for us, too, you know. And maybe we talk a little bit about our story. But then finding a way to get it back to them. Because we all want to talk about ourselves and about our kids. And we, although we want to hear about other people, and, and we care about them, too. But in a, in a client situation they really want to talk about themselves and what they need and where they've been and what they want and here and there we're going to input our stuff 
but really it should be at times when they're asking us a question. So if, if, if they don't tend to ask you many questions, it's kind of like, wow, this is kind of one-sided. I don't think they've asked me one thing, right? I don't know if they even know that I'm married or if I have kids or what I like to do for fun or, or anything, right? Some people, they just, they're just not there yet. They, they're just talking about what they need right now. And so for us to kind of come in with all of these ways of connecting, the best thing you can do is to listen and take notes and share with them how you're listening to them. They will feel respected to the 10th power because that's what they want to talk about. You'll get your turn, right? We all get our turn to talk about our relation to what we understand them being and going through, whether it's relating to the trip to Hawaii. And the cool thing is if you do it right, you can actually pull that stuff in later. Like, hey, you had shared with me back. I remember when we first met, you guys were talking about when we first met, you guys had just gone to Hawaii. Can't even believe that. And, you know, it, it will have been because you were so totally engaged at that moment. And they didn't know, that you, they still don't know that you actually been to Hawaii. Maybe you even live there. Right? But that might be a cool time to share it. Hey, I actually had lived in Hawaii for six years. What was your favorite part about the island, if you can remember back? Did you guys get, you know, shave ice on the North Shore? Did you catch the surfers? What I, I heard, you know, what were some of the things that are highlights? Again, turning it back to them, but I still related to them. And now I'm showing them that I'm even deeper engaged because I'm going to ask more questions about what they did on their trip. Because I do care. And I want to know. And I think that's probably the deeper lesson sometimes is often we're like, well, I don't really care about that as much. I really care about the deal getting done. And I get that. We do, we do care about that. Um, the deal will get done. That's the patience we have to have with ourselves. Yeah. The deal deal's getting done when we are being present with our clients and our friends and the person that we're, we're learning about. That's when the deal is being done. It's not when, you know, the underwriter needs this or that and we come in like a hero getting all this stuff. That's all fine and cool. But it already was done way back when you learned about them. And you remember Joey and the karate, you know, the karate uh, match or whatever that, the, that he had. And how's Joey now, right? He's still in karate. It's, it's about that stuff. That's what wins every time. Yeah. Yeah. Every that's, single time. that's so good. You know, I'm just thinking about like during transaction, you know, we serve, we do all these amazing things. We solve problems. We're managing expectations, emotions, and we're doing all the things right in the transaction. And we give the client this yeah. extraordinary service level of an experience during transaction. But that doesn't necessarily that that 30 or 60 or 90 day window, however long it takes you to like, you know, start to finish from the transactional standpoint, that in and of itself isn't always enough to keep the client coming back for more, right? That can be forgotten okay. after six months or a year or three years or five years down the road. Do they really remember the amazing experience that they had with their realtor, you know, that many years prior? And so it's that ongoing connection and relationship that the agent builds. Those are the agents that we see, you know, really excel in growing extraordinary books of business that are focused on relationship and repeat and referral business by connecting with that client on that level. Right. So um, I've got totally. one one fun question for you. OK, let's just pretend for a moment that I'm like okay. an extraordinary listener and I'm talking to another extraordinary listener. What happens then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, you can tell. It's kind of fun. You can really tell when somebody's practicing that. If you're really deeply practicing that and someone else really is too, uh, and, and they're like really engaged with you, you can, it's almost like it's, you're, you can say everything in silence almost. You can seriously just share moments in total and complete silence and smile and just know that the other person is right there with you. Yeah. I'm it's gonna, I'm gonna it's try really, that. really powerful. I'm going to yeah. try that with my wife. You know, I'm just going to sit there in silence and just let the silence do this <laughs> talking. There you go. She'll be like, what are you doing? She's like, are you have your, your Jedi mind tricks happening? <laughs> Uh, this has been really a, a lot of fun to to learn a lot and to laugh along the way as well. Um, curious though, if there is one thing I know we've talked about things that we can do and different advice yeah. and ways that we can work through and focus more on our listening. But what should every listener on here today and all of the ones that are going to listen in the future? What's the one takeaway? The one thing that you can walk away and implement today or, or try to implement today. I feel like this is a process and a practice for sure. It is. Yeah, most definitely. It really is. And the main thing I want everyone to know, I know I briefly said at the beginning of the, of the call today is, is to have grace with yourself, right? We learn something like this, or we learn new concepts. We get really excited or we kind of beat ourselves up. Sometimes we're like, wow, I do all those things. Like, I don't like that, you know? And the fact is, is again, we, we all do them. It's just a matter of learning these different skills, you know, different skill set to, to overcome and to kind of dig in and, and see ourselves growing and, and changing and um, feeling feeling empowered. Um, and so to answer that question, Stephanie, about what uh, our listeners and, and Gold Nation can do today is to, to listen to someone else's story and not tell your own, to truly not share just let it go and let it be and thank them. Hey, thanks so much for sharing that with me. That's really cool. Wow. That was really empowerful, you know, empowering what you shared. Thanks. Thanks. Thank them. You know, practice doing that too. Um, it's like, thank you for being vulnerable, right? Or thank you. You didn't have to share that. I really appreciate that you opened up to me and shared that today. Thank you. And fighting the urge, fighting the urge to share your story and, and just seeing what happens, just being really mindful of that. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I think you'll get, you'll laugh at yourself. You'll kind of chuckle and you'll walk away from, from those conversations going like, you know, like one of those, like, I did it. One of the, you know, uh, fist pump kind of thing. And, um, and you do, you feel a little bit, a little bit more disciplined. And um, we all kind of hate that word sometimes, but when we do it, we feel really stoked about being disciplined. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful to all of you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you all for having me, having me on the podcast. I, it's been really a fun ride and uh, I'm, I'm truly grateful. Thank you. As are we, we appreciate your being vulnerable and, and teaching us and sharing these really important life skills with us that so often we focus on our communication when the listening part is probably more important in our communication than anything. And this has been really, really powerful. And, and I appreciate that. I am one last question for you, though. This should be a pretty easy one. So if our audience today wants to follow you maybe on social or get in touch with you. What's the best way for them to do that? So maybe somebody can share about how their first conversation went or just send you a quick message to say that they learned something and that they appreciate you. 
Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, you know, the fastest, quickest way to, to find me and to, to, to reach me is through a text message, to be honest. So uh, area code 775-237-8108 is the fastest, most effective way to find me. But you can also find me on uh, Facebook, of course, um, Instagram. And uh, soon I'll, I'll be having some really fun content on TikTok. Um, I'm excited to launch, you know, launch a, a coaching platform there. But I haven't quite done it yet, so it's in the works. But um, we'll be leveling up uh, on that soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ona. It's been so fun getting to chat with you today and uh, hear all of your great insights on listening. So thank you for joining us. Thanks, uh, Gold Nation, for tuning in. This is the Juggernaut Podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next month. Take care. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.